0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good to be with you, brothers and sisters, to commend this great and holy week. The entrance of our Lord into the holy city, the gift of the Mass and the priesthood, the fulfillment of all prophecies beginning, and the accounting of the saving acts of the Passion. In all of that, let us briefly meditate on the tears, tears being those particular gift of the face. I can shake your hand and embrace you with my arms, but I can't shed tear for you with my hand. I mean, I sweat a lot, but that's not the same thing. And so our Lord encounters, note, St. Luke's description of the crucifixion is they took him to the hill and there they crucified Jesus and the two criminals with him one on his right and one on his left he does not describe it because he doesn't need to St. Luke is writing to a group of people who knew crucifixion they knew what it looked like they knew what it sounded like they knew what it smelled like They were under the dominion of the Roman Empire. They would have remembered or at least heard tale of the revolution of Spartacus and the crucifixion of 6,000 people, one every hundred feet. They would have lived through the initial uprisings of the Jews where they ringed the city of Jerusalem every 50 feet in crucified rebels. They knew it. And though that harsh authority says, no capital crime has been committed in this man, yet in the attempt to silence God, that passing line, I shall have him flogged. And then he is let out to be crucified, and everyone knows it. It is why I think That it is very appropriate for a Christian to watch at least once a year the film The Passion of the Christ, so you can at least some sense know what we're talking about. Something so grim that the Romans would not inflict it on citizens. That's why St. Peter, who was a non Roman citizen Jew, was crucified. But St. Paul, who was a Roman citizen, was executed by his head being cut off, so he wouldn't endure. And in the context of all of that, our Lord stops and turns. These women, who it says, are mourning and wailing for him, and he looks at them with his face, beaten, bloodied, bruised, crowned with thorns, porous in sweat, and he turns to those who mourn for him. And who knows why, right? Maybe they mourn because they are good Jewish women, and here's just yet another one of their countrymen executed by an occupying foreign power. Maybe they weep because their corrupted political system of Herod and the Sanhedrin have once again squashed any of their hope. Maybe they were at the feeding of the 5,000. Maybe they were outside wailing when he raised Lazarus from the dead. Maybe they were at the pools of Siloam when he cured the blind. Who knows? And they say, here is true hope in our world and we're killing it. But all of that fades and our Lord turns to their tears with his tears and says to them, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For Christ knows who he is what he is, where he is going, and what will be, and they do not. Christ says, look at me and don't see what's happening to me. See what you do to yourselves. See your lies, your broken promises, your selfishness, your avarice. See your greed, big and small. See your lust." public and hidden. See your violence, your slander, your gossip, your punches, your rebukes, your violence, your death. See all the grim horror you do in the dark, now in the light. See all of the wrath you do in the light. See it. And don't weep for me. I live and will live. And in my name you will have life. Weep for yourselves. Christ knows the children of those women, thirty-five years after their weeping for him, the women of those children will be grown to live during the siege of Jerusalem. When the Roman Empire will lay siege to the city, starve them out, they will be reduced to cannibalism to survive, and when they repent, they execute everyone in the city burn the temple to the ground, never to rebuild, and exile all the Jews from that land that will never return until 1945. They will see it and then roll on all of human history from there. And so the question dawns within that context, what is more righteous to weep for my sins, which is why he goes there, or to weep because I'm loved, because that's why he goes there. And so, when we offer the Mass, and we celebrate these days when all the mysteries are fulfilled, who knows, as we sing the simple chants, as we raise the glorious hymns, as we hear the peaceful scriptures, as we hear the challenging word of God, Who knows what is more righteous, but let our hearts be fulfilled, weeping because I know he's on that cross because of my sin, and weeping because I know he's on that cross because he loves me, and weeping because I know it all has power and the heights of all meaning because he lives. And so I will live by the merits of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.